We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. That's right. We're down here at uh, Tom's Watch Bar, Caroline and Dallas Street, downtown, right next door to the House of Blues. The place is packed. Come on down, hang out. We got breaking Astros news. We got the Texans to cuss and discuss. Big playoff game tomorrow. And uh, my man Ron here, he's uh, feeling generous today. He's giving away a few things. We've already given a, a Laramie Tunsil authentic uh, sewn-on numbers, sewn-on letters, jersey, by the way, deep steel blue. Uh, Jerome won one of those. I'm not going to give you Jerome's last name. I'm not real sure he is where he is yeah, supposed to be if, right yeah, now. I don't, know where Jim, um, I don't know if Jim's supposed to be here. I don't know if his boss, whether I'm talking about the one he's employed by or or the one at the house. I don't know if they know where he's at. But, Both of them. Uh, anyway, he's, whoever you are, he's coming home with a Laramie Tunsil jersey. We also got a, uh, uh, a football, a game, a game, Texans game, not used, but a Texans game football, four panels, eight laces, the real deal, the Duke, the Texans logo on it, signed by Derek Stingley Jr., as well as, which that will be given away in, in this hour, this the 4 hour, o'clock four hour. hour. So if you're here, right. if you hadn't put your name in the, in the raffle box, make sure you do. If you're out there listening, come on through. Uh, get here ASAP and get your name in the box. Also, in the 5 o'clock hour, there is a uh, C.J. Stroud helmet, Texans helmet, that is, uh, that's signed over here. Uh, it looks like it has uh, it, it's an authentic helmet, and then the the guts of the helmet look like if you're if you're I'm 46, so if you're probably 45 or, or older, it's probably the guts of that helmet. What was protecting your brain and the chin strap? Very similar to that. So it is the real deal. I mean, that's a hell of a description. Well, it is the real deal. <laughs> well, I, well, you know, you know, when you, usually usually you look at those signed helmets, and it's like just almost like styrofoam in there a lot of times on autographed items, um, autographed stuff like that. And uh, I pulled that thing out yesterday. And I looked at it. I said, "Damn, my chin strap looks a little familiar." There you go. So I got a couple of those deal. at the house. And then I got to, to feeling around the guts of that uh, that helmet. And there. I'm like, "Damn, this this may have been why why my brain's a little scrattled, uh, scrambled." Speaking of scrambled uh, from back in the day, I forgot. Almost forgot. We got John McClain on the line, don't we? Yeah, we do. John McClain, NFL John Hall of Famer. Patiently. John McClain. Well, hell, you know he's a patient man. John, how you doing, brother? Guys. I couldn't be better. That Astros trade with Abreu, Presley, and Hader is going to be like Dotel Lidge and Billy the Kid, who I hope is about to go into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And I tweeted that, boy, the Astros must have gotten tired of the Texans stealing their thunder because they just signed the best uh, reliever in baseball, and people are so pumped. When I think about what Hader did last year and how he would fit in, I mean, he was great was 123, 128 ERA, 56 innings, 85 strikeouts, only 32 hits. Josh Shader, who was part of one of the worst trades in Astros history, nobody envisioned it at the time because he came so great. Coming back, what a great move that Jim Crane spent the money, that Dana Brown 
pulled it off, and Joe Espada, the new manager, he must be turning cartwheels down Texas Avenue. John, what is what is that? I, I'd like to see that. Which one, Dana or, or cart, Crane? Cartwheels being done down Texas Avenue by, by who? Joe Espada. Oh, Espada. I'd like to see. It. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Hey, John, what, what does that tell you about the the the? I guess the mindset of the organization in terms of keeping this World Series window open. Well, first of all, um, to me, this is a great sign that Jim Crane may open up the purse strings after letting guys get away. You know, the deals for Alvarez and Bregman and Altuve turned out to be team-friendly. This is not team-friendly, $19 million a year. And he's got Bregman and Altuve coming up. He's got Tucker coming up the year after. Those is, Most Astros fans that I talk to are like, Tucker, oh, they're going to let him go like Springer and uh, Correa. But I think this shows – that Jim Crane is willing to take the financial gloves off because he wants to win. He don't want to lose games at home to the Rangers and watch the Rangers go to the World Series. And the Rangers were interested, and I have friends calling me Astros fans in the Metroplex saying up there they're going, well, the Rangers aren't stupid. They're not going to spend overspend for Hayter. And I'm saying, yeah, that's because they overspent so much on Jacob deGrom. Yeah, that is, that is true. They did overspend there, and uh, and obviously with Max also as well last year. So yeah, man, it's a it's a it's a great move for the uh, for the Astros, and and I love everything about that move. And they they went from that went from being the biggest I would say weakness on this team to you know the, the best bullpen in baseball when you look at those those three that they can bring bring forward. But big game tomorrow. Big game tomorrow. This time tomorrow. Uh, we'll be watching and covering this Texans-Ravens game. And the big news off of that right now, John, is uh, the Texans – I mean, the Ravens are going to be without Mark Andrews. Now, they haven't been playing with him, but I don't know. It felt like him being uh, being a full participant this week that he would, he would play. How significant do you think this is in this game, even though they have been playing with him by, without him the last couple of months? Yeah, I don't think it's significant at all. Isaiah Likely's been playing really well. They've been pounding some of the best teams in the NFL. They're so good right now in regular season, at least. But what the Texans need for them to do is come out at M&T Bank Stadium the way they did in 2019 when they were 14-2 and two in our home field advantage and the Titans in there went in there and beat the hell out of them. They need them because they've had a lot of time off now. A lot of their starters, including Lamar Jackson, to come out, not rusty, but just not totally in sync. Maybe an early turnover that C.J. Stroud is able to capitalize on. People ask me, say, well, boy, Stroud's under a lot of pressure. No, he's not. C.J. Stroud's not under any pressure. He's had a great season. I heard him on ESPN say this morning he's had the greatest rookie season of any quarterback in history. The pressure is on Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is 1-3 in the playoffs. He's 0-2 in the divisional round. He's going to win his second MVP award, but he can't have C.J. Stroud pull an upset and have one more playoff victory than he has. And, I, and Jackson is really good. He's a great runner. He's played well in Todd Monken's system. They're a great running team, number one. They're tied for first in turnover differential. They lead the league in rushing sacks. They got a lot of great things going for them. So I think it would have to be turnovers. 
you know, the Texans don't turn it over. They're number one in the league in fewest turnovers. And uh, it's supposed to be cold. There's snow today. It's supposed to clear up tomorrow, part, partly sunny and cloudy, depending on what time of the day it is, be 27 high. And it's not the cold weather. You always worry about the wind coming off the harbor at this time of year. And if that's the case, they're going to have to run a lot. And I would expect Jackson to run like he usually does. And it wouldn't surprise me if Stroud doesn't run more than any time he's done it this season. John, what what do you think about the injury report in terms of the, the health of the Texans? Now, Jerry Hughes is the only one that's out. Uh, obviously, the one that sticks out to me is George Fant being being questionable after an after an illness. Um, but but is there anything else on that on that injury report with the Texans that uh, that concerns you at all going into this uh, tomorrow's game? No, they're about as healthy as they can be under the circumstances. Certainly healthier than they were two weeks ago. Uh, Charlie Hack got beaten up real bad in that Christmas Eve game, so they put Fan in, and Fan played really well last week. Usually you don't see guys miss games because they're ill or they got a virus or something, so I fully expect George Fan to be back at right tackle. I told D'Amico, I said, you know, Ron Hughley wants you to play Fan at right tackle, so make it happen. He said, okay, we'll put him back there. So, Ron, props Man. to you for making that happen. And I think this, the offensive line's coming off its best performance in pass protection. They were outstanding. Laramie Tunsil dominated Miles Garrett. And if they could come up with a similar performance against a team that leads the league in sacks, that would give them a great chance to pull an upset. And one of the differences, the, the, the Browns just come up the field where Mike McDonald, their, their defensive coordinator, he's really good. And they, they disguise blitzes, come from different angles. They're kind of like Todd Bowles with the Bucks, who's recognized as the best blitzing coach in the league. And that's what they do. So Stroud, I'm hoping, will roll out, do some bootlegs, move in pocket, and, of course, he got to get rid of the ball fast. John McClain with us here as we're live here on this football Friday at Tom's Watch Bar. John, the NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, John, you talked about all the things with the Ravens there. I'm curious from you, what, what advantage would you say that – the Texans have in this game where 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 are places where you're like this is a spot where the Texans can can maybe have an advantage against the Ravens oh boy because the Ravens are good in so many areas you know the fact is sometimes maybe they're too young and inexperienced to 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 they don't know what they don't know they go in there thinking hey we can win this game I don't care what the spreads nine and a half points don't care that uh, what Jackson's record is we can win this game. They're not feeling pressure. So maybe it's mental. But what they don't want to happen is to fall behind early. And I'll guarantee you, if something happened like in 2019 when they went into Arrowhead and jumped on the Chiefs and then choked it, if this team jumps on the Ravens, they ain't choking it. It's not in their DNA because of who they are, the confidence, the attitude, the coaching. And uh, coaching will play a big part in it. And even though I picked the Ravens to win, if the Texans were to pull an upset, I wouldn't be that surprised. John, what, I mean, so you don't think there's any there's anywhere where you feel like they have an advantage? I, I was going to say, my man said. Uh, no, do you guys, uh, you guys find an advantage? I, I, I mean, I, I, 
I guess Laramie Tunzel. Uh, well, Laramie. I'm, I'm talking. About, I thought you were talking about the whole offensive line. No, I, no, I, no, I know, no, I know, no, I know what you meant. I know what I you meant. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a difficult one to me. I'm with you though. Well, if, with Mark Andrews out, they still have two tight ends, Kohler and the Isaiah Likely. But right now, the Texans have tight ends that average 56 yards per catch against the Browns. Now, they had only two catches, but they made the most out of them. I think Dalton Schultz is better than Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler, and I think that uh, that's an advantage. You can't say special teams because the Ravens got the best kicker in history. And Justin Tucker, so maybe coverage teams, I'm not sure. You know, maybe Damian Pierce can break a long one to give them good field position. Texans have the best special teams in the NFL for the second year in a row. But, boy, it, when you're breaking it down by position, I can make a case for a tight end, and they don't have a wide receiver like Nico Collins, not Odell Beckham Jr., not Zay Flowers. They don't have – Nico Collins and and so that's you know and Laramie Tunsil they don't Ronnie Stanley is not playing as well as Laramie Tunsil even though he's a great left tackle Tunsil's been playing tremendously so maybe that's three positions but that's not much in the whole scheme of things who you think's got the better coordinators oh well Bobby Slowick's done it one year Todd Monken's done it one year Monken's been in college football. Bobby's been in the NFL. Mike McDonald's done a great job with their defense, and he calls the defenses. Matt Burke doesn't. D'Amico Ryan's does, but uh, I don't. I would. I'm partial to Slowick, and uh, and uh, I'm hoping that Bobby, after he does all these interviews, his head will be spinning, and he'll tell D'Amico, you know what? I need to do what you did with the Niners, I need to come back for another year as a coordinator and a play caller to get more experience before I become a head coach. Boy, that'd be some beautiful news on top of a hellacious season whenever it is that it ends. John, where can the folks find you and what are you writing about, my man? SportsRadio610.com. I've got five things to watch. I've got a column about Texans could make Houston football history if they win this game. And then i got another one about C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. Guys, thank you very much. Have a great time. It's going to be an incredible weekend. All right, that is the Hall of Famer. That is uh, John McClain as, uh, as he is with us uh, each and every Friday here on this Football Friday. I believe he said he picked the Ravens. Is that what he said? Oh, he definitely picked the Ravens. There, I mean, he didn't even, I didn't need to score. I didn't even <laughs> say he picked the Ravens. Hell, he couldn't find an advantage uh, uh, across the board for the Texans. Um, <laughs> he and, and I, 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 did, I did see a little – I saw a tweet earlier from somebody else that said John McClain went on radio in Baltimore and just, and just shredded the, the Texans. Did he, I, you know what I'm I, I didn't that. listen to it, I know, so I, I don't saw, know exactly. I saw, but I, but I, that, my point, in say, to it my only point in saying that is, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess if they, if somebody listened to what he had to say and got there, he picked the Baltimore Ravens. Is Let's all I'm saying. Give it a hand for John McClain. <laughs> 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 we got slow golf <laughs> for the general, uh, the Hall of Famer. So uh, uh, appreciate it, John McClain once again. As he said, you can catch all of his things uh, on SportsRadio610.com. Uh, uh, as he is our senior writer there. Coming up, all right, let's look at this. C.J. Stroud, man, uh, Clint has said it this week. This could be his moment. This could be a, a, a moment for C.J. Stroud. Many of you have texted in, C.J. Stroud on Saturday will be legendary. All right, we've seen different ways that the Texans have been able to win this year. 
What type of performance do they need from their quarterback, C.J. Stroud? What type of a performance do they need from him? We'll discuss that coming up next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Tom's Watch Bar downtown, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome back in on this Football Friday Playoff Edition presented by LaMisha Wakana. We are here live. By who? Uh, LaMisha Wakana, baby. Yeah. I tell you, man. Yeah, hey, that boy and listen, hey, baby, the first three weeks, that was a struggle. It was a fight. <laughs> All right, that LaMisha Wakana, I had to go stand in the mirror and really break that down. But now I got that You got it, now. man. Hey, look here, Ron. You stick around long enough, spend enough money. <laughs> Buy us enough time. We'll get your name right. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm Come telling on, you. Buddy. Hang in there. You forced me. I get you now. Now, now I need to holler at that meat market. Is what I need. <laughs> That's right. Is what I need to. But uh, but no. Come on down. We'll be here till six o'clock. It's starting to fill up. Let me hear the people. It's a party out here now. There you go. There you go. Uh, Shout out to my man Clinton. We we love him when people have our same names. Him and his uh, his lady come came in and uh, took photos. Had a good time to hang out. Uh, By the way, as soon as this segment ends, this segment ends, the autographed Derek Stingley Stingley Jr. football will be uh, raffled out. So if you have just entered and you have not put your name in that raffle, you've got until the end of this segment before you get that uh, Derek Stingley Jr. football raffle. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, the big one, C.J. Stroud and a – a game helmet uh, will be uh, raffled off. So that's coming up after this segment uh, ends here at uh, at Tom's Watch Bar. Come on down here downtown right next to House of Blues. Uh, and if you're on your way in the building, you can – oh, Clinton pulled the damn thing out. Clinton, now see? That's the real Clint, deal, man. no, do not start throwing this ball around here. Because I can see the look in your eyes. I can't. Like my man, I can't. And, and no, put your hands down. Put your damn hands down. Stop. No, no, you're not doing that. Everybody, my man's out here low trying to keep his feet I, I in would, I would, but it's not mine, fellas. No, it's you not can't mine. do that. You can't do that. It's not mine. I don't own it. That's the, that's the real. Here, here we go. You get the, you put a football Come in the old quarterback's hand. He's going to start. And it. And somebody's about Stingley's, to get out here and run a slant right Stingley's now. Good. I still got a slant in me. I still got a slant in me. <laughs> you, Just don't get, right. don't get me on about 15 or I ain't got a nah. chance. That thing's going to hang a while. No, nah, don't do that. Don't Stingley's do that. got a nice – he's got a nice signature, man. DS24. That's solid right there. there well is. done. That's coming up. You that's going to gonna look good. Look, it's got the Texans logo on it. That's nice, huh? There you, go. there you go. There it is. It's nice. The Duke right there got a chance every, to win that Every post up. game, we do a post game show and somebody gets a game ball. Like last week, Christian Harris had a game ball and, a, and his pick six ball. And they come walking in that studio with that ball and, you know, two, like carrying them like that. Oh, they just carried I, it. I so bad want to be like, hey, hey, let me, let me touch it one time. Uh, and so you could throw it. One time. Let me, let me, like everybody else in here. It's, it's, it's yeah, good see, to know yeah, that there's some like-minded folks going. in here. Yeah. Like you just see four panels, eight laces. Everybody's like, let me, let me get let it. Me let get me touch it. My man let down here it. trying to get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's coming up here in just uh, a second. All right, I, I said this um, on the other side with the tease there. What type, of, what type of performance do the Texans need from their quarterback, C.J. Stroud? 
we've seen many games. Like we, we've seen him become a game manager, and they win games. Uh, we've seen him against, I think, Denver in the second half. He just kind of no turnovers and, and, and did what he needed to do and allowed the defense to win. We've seen him go off like he did against the, the Buccaneers where I call that the over-my-dead-body game where we're just not going to lose. I don't care what happens. I don't care what Baker does. We're not going to lose. He followed that up the same type of performance against Joe Burrow in the Bengals. What do we need? My man right here just came to me, Rich out here who's in the building. He just came to me and said, CJ needs to just play his normal game. Just needs to play his normal game, and that'll get it done. For you, as you look at this game, Clint, You've been there. You played the position. You you can understand in big games. You've had big games where you looked across and saw Peyton Manning, and you felt like I got to play this type of game. Or what? What type of game do you think C.J. Stroud has to play for the Texans to win? I, I think I think too. I think Rich is 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 right. Plus um, one or two. Plus one. <laughs> plus one. No, I, look. I, I think I think, and, and I mean that in a way of like it's going to take C.J. Stroud uh, being surgical. Versus this McDonald and defense coordinator at, at, in uh, in Baltimore, they're going to run a lot of zone. Um, they're going to they're going to move coverage. They're going to disguise some pressures, and and CJ is going to have to be surgical, no doubt about it. And 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 take what's given to him underneath. And and what he's done all year long is at a high at a high percentage, he's gone to the right place at the right time immediately. Got the ball out of his hand quick. He he eliminates the pass rush a lot of the time. He is absolutely going to have to do those things this week. But I, but I think the plus one is whether it comes at the end of the first half or the, or the fourth quarter or both, there's going to be C.J. Stroud highlight real type moments that he's just going to have to have in order for the Texans to keep pace and ultimately beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, I, I, to me, I think he's got to, he's got to be the best player on the field. I, I, I think potential – and maybe that is too much. Like, I, I walk into this thinking the same way I felt about their chances to win against the Bengals, is he has to at least play to the same level as, as, as Joe Burrow in that game. And at that time, that was the first time we'd really seen C.J. outside of the first game against Lamar, which yeah. they find yeah, yeah. That's the first time since C.J. had looked to be the guy we're seeing now have to go up against a top-flight quarterback it felt like he needed to at least play at Joe's level because of where they were on the road and all of that. Well, in that game, he outplayed Joe, right? Joe turned the ball over multiple times. Now, he threw the pick at the end, but it was clear when you watched that game, the best player on the field, the best quarterback in the game, even with Joe Burrow on it on the road, was C.J. Stroud. And it, to me, it feels like it's got to be that level of performance against Lamar. I think he's got to at least play to the level of Lamar and with the talent and with the defense that the Ravens bring, I, I, it almost feels like it's got to be a little bit more. Right. I just, as you said, he's got to make some plays. Well, he's got to make some, when they're there, he's got to make some, some plays that, that maybe he wouldn't have to make against other teams. Well, I, I, just, I just think like we're, we're somewhat spoiled based off of what we saw last week. You, you look at the Texans' offensive performance last week against the Browns and, and the uh, Green Bay Packers' offensive performance against the Cowboys, and they were very similar. Obviously dominant performances. But you watch them and you go, or at least I do. I don't want to speak for anybody else. I watch them and I go, the offensive coordinators were special. 
I mean, there's throws he's in the ocean. Bobby too. The quarterback knows exactly where he's going with the ball. That guy's open. There's throws in the ocean. There's 275 yards and three touchdowns over here. I don't remember Jordan Love's statistics, but I know there were guys running, running wide open all over the field. Um, I just – a similar game to that, but it's more about C.J. making plays instead of the, the offensive coordinator's game plan being – absolutely lights out yeah because it's hard to think like like bobby was bobby was on a heater i mean there were i mean there oh, was there was nothing that he yeah. called yeah when i mean when the game mattered in the second half i mean hell they touched the ball they the defense had scored two touchdowns i mean cj cj ran 11 plays in the second half yeah yeah so it, i mean he was on a he was on a heater so it's hard to they're just i think there are going to be moments in this game where mcdonald has bobby right like whatever he calls mcdonald CJ's got to make him CJ's, right. Yes, yep. yeah, CJ's got got to do that. Which you, uh, we there, know there, he's capable you, of doing. Clint, you, which is a big you, thing. You always say this about quarterbacks since day one is, and usually we're talking about like is a guy a fixer or not. Like, let's be completely honest. This year with CJ Stroud, I don't know that CJ's necessarily been a fixer as much. He's been good. Don't get me wrong. He's been, he's been really good. He's played, in, he's played in the pocket, and he's processed at a high level, and Bobby's been great, and, and there's been great run after the catch, and, there's been, and he's been great. Don't get me wrong. But, like, the, the, you mentioned the Tampa Bay game. Um, I'll even say the Atlanta game late, that last drive in the Atlanta game. Jacksonville like, in the second yes, half some. Yes, there's, There is going to be moments like that where, to your point, like, McDonald's going to have Bobby Slowick. The play's not going to be perfect, and CJ's going to have to fix it. And in my opinion, those plays are going to come in critical moments into the first half, fourth quarter, and they're going to decide ultimately decide the game. Yeah, it's going to be a big third and seven, and somehow Roquan Smith comes free on a yeah. blitz, and, yeah. and you know, is he able to make a play yeah. to 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 continue a drive? The thing is, he's capable of doing it. We've seen him become a fix. We've seen him do it. He's capable of doing it. I think that's the type of game we're going to need to see from him. All right. Um, we've, we've talked about this. I think this is a big one. Clint, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, your concern on the Texans being able to actually win this game on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being extremely concerned, was an 8. Was an 8. Where are you at today? Where are you at today? And um, I'll be honest. My numbers probably climbed up a little bit from Wednesday. We'll discuss that coming up next right here live on The Drive. It's a Football Friday Playoff Edition on Sports Radio 610. Live from Tom's Watch Bar downtown, here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Ah, yes, this Football Friday. Once again, uh, congratulations to our latest winner, Rich Kaiser, loyal listener, uh, wins the football, and Clint, um, he, he he was able to uh, to pick up because old Juan Banda. I don't know where you are, Juan Banda. We didn't told you. You don't get to just put your name in the raffle and then just think you can leave and then think your name's getting drawn and you still gonna win the prize. It ain't happening. And Juan, I, I hope Juan ain't in the bathroom or, or, or getting a smoke because Juan gonna be pissed. Because Rich ain't giving that football up, I'll tell you that right now. Nah, that football Rich, is Rich. Rich over there like Larry Tunsil last I week. Mean, he got the clamps God, on that I'm thing. I'll tell you, but Rich, Rich was intense on that win. Look here, man. Juan. <laughs> Come on, Juan. Are you kidding me, man? Right. 30 minutes, bro. <laughs> 30 minutes. Uh, I mean, 30 minutes, man. You could have stuck around. Yeah, man. And Juan, Juan. Juan D. Banda. Yep. 713. 
832. Come on, read that man's phone. I number. mean, what in the hell is going and I, on? And I'm going to tell you. The I people, don't know what was so important, but she better be fine. And I'm going to tell you, and the people that were here, hey, he, 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 he tried it. He tried it, boy. He tried to hold on for I it. I checked the smoke pit. He did, man. He I checked the bathroom. I minutes. held off the troops. Man. Juan? Juan? Juan's gone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is Juan D. Banda is late. Well, he's late. It's late. We, we listed. No. We got, oh. oh. I told you this is exactly what we is it? Damn it. Mm. Damn it. Mm, we, we lost mm, out. Mm. We had to move. We had to move. You got to be in the building. We'll, we'll get it figured out. We'll get it figured I don't out. Know if we'll, we'll, we'll get, get it figured, figured out. out. All right, as we're here live here at uh, at Tom's Watch Bar. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> gets emotional around here with these. No, it's. With these it's a, it, it, no, it's. It, hey, it, let, it, hey, Matt, let her know we'll make it right before she runs off. Let her know I'll make it right. We'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, but. It, it does. It gets emotional around here for these uh, these prizes here. Uh, but Derek, up, damn you, Derek Stingley. Coming up, five o'clock hour. Rich ain't budged over there. Coming up, five o'clock hour. Your chance to win a uh, a don't damn show me. Hey, me. <laughs> Coming up, five o'clock. Your chance to win. And I'm Rod. Damn it. Chance to win a uh, C.J. Stroud helmet. Uh, coming up in the five o'clock hour. Uh, maybe put Juan's name back in there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have a chance in there. All right. Mm. Mm-mm. It is. Uh, it's Friday, Wednesday. We talked about this, Clint. We talked about this uh, Wednesday, Clint. The concern meter, concern meter for the Texans winning this game. How confident? Now, ten being very, very concerned, very, very concerned, and you were yeah. at an eight on Wednesday. One being no concerns at all. Some people are texting in zero, zero concern so far right now for this game. Friday. One sleep away, where are you at now since you've had some time since the middle of the week to look at this? I've, uh, I've moved a little bit, Ron. Have you? I've moved in the favor of the Texans a little bit. And um, I, feel pretty, I, I feel like i got some pretty good justification. Mm. I, uh, one, I watched a little film, one of the games being the Rams game. And I, I watched the Rams run it effectively. Uh, early on, probably got away from the run too quick. And um, I watched them I watched him give Lamar Jackson some, some problems in the pass game defensively. Um, I then did a little digging from a statistical standpoint and realized that from a yards per carry standpoint, Baltimore's in the lower lower quarter of the league. Defensively, defensively, not obviously not offensively. Talking defense here, um, I took into consideration the struggles of Baltimore in the playoffs, um, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, and right now I'm at a six. I've moved to a six. Mm, a six. Yep. I can't wait to hear your game pick coming up here in the five o'clock hour. Well, it's it's this ought to be good. I'm going to explain it when that time comes, but I I, um, I don't know. I, I I got I got a feeling, man. You feel, you feel, I got a feeling. What so? What has dropped this from a six? Because, because at an eight to a I six hit, to a six. Because yeah. at an eight last week, you said on Wednesday you didn't see a path for the for the Texans to beat the Browns. Yeah. You're at eight. That's even higher than you were last week. What is, what has been the cause for you to feel a little bit more confident about the Texans? 
Well, the, one, the ass whooping that they put on, on the Browns last week and how easily they diced up the best defense in football, um, or one of, however you want to couch it, the, 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 the way in which they did that, that performance, it's hard to not move um, pretty strongly in a positive direction for the, you know, in favor of the Texans there. So I think the Texans inch closer to the better teams in this league overall, generally speaking. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I just – I think there's – I don't lean as much – they play great football, don't get me wrong. They have played really good football. They've beaten the dog out of some really good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think all that stuff is for none. When, you, when the playoffs start, man, it's, it's a different animal. And, and um, I think we've got a sample size of the Texans playing really well. We don't know anything other than the past with the, with the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just feel like there's four or five things that I can go into that makes me feel better than where I sat two days ago at an eight, and I, I, I feel confident in a six. All right, seven one three five seven two four six ten. Where are you at? Where are you at now in terms of your confidence? Um, someone uh, texted they're at a three. Three, so they feel pretty good about the Texans uh, winning this game. Tyler started at a 6.8. You know, Tyler cannot give just regular, regular numbers. Yeah. He texted me this morning. I, I said, where are you at now? He said he's at a 3.6. 3.6. He did, he, he's down well under well under <laughs> five now. That's that didn't take Tyler, long. Not at all. Tyler is feeling good. I, can't wait to, I cannot wait to unveil Tyler's pick for this game. I already have Tyler's game pick for this. Score game. and everything? Oh, <laughs> I cannot wait to unveil where Tyler is. Listen, I started the week at a seven. Uh, at this point right now. I started the week or started Wednesday when we did this at a 7. And um, and right now, as someone texted in, uh, Ron, I already know what you're going to say. Have you even watched the Texans this year? Every last one of the games. Watched every last one of them. Multiple times, to be honest with you. Um, I I have probably moved up to an 8. I am, I'm very, very concerned for the chances for them to win this game. To win this game. I don't think they're going to get embarrassed, but for the chances for them to win this game. Um, I think Baltimore earned being the number one seed this year. They have been the most impressive team yeah. during this season. Uh, and they have not just wins, but as you said, blowout yeah. wins against the Niners, the other number one seed. They beat the hell out of the Dolphins when the Dolphins were kind of healthy. Um, and, and, and Seattle, when they were rolling, they beat them 37-3. to The Lions, Detroit, yeah. the Lions, they beat the Lions where Lamar didn't play in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think a big key for me is not only one, them, I think, being the better football team overall that they have shown all season long. I think a lot of people are looking at Lamar and the pressure being on Lamar. And I think there is, but I don't, I don't think Lamar is coming into it as he is feeling pressure. I think Lamar is excited as hell to get on the field. I think Lamar, because that's what great players are, right? People have yeah. compared him to James Harden. And I, I, think that's, I think that's ridiculous, to be honest with you. We haven't seen Lamar play in the playoffs in three years. All right, his biggest upset loss was his second season, and you know yeah. he is a completely different player than he was then. All right, they're, they're fair criticism. They're real. They're facts. So you, you can push that. I, I don't think Lamar comes in here nervous. I think Lamar comes in here excited, and you're going to get, to me, if I'm the Texans, and I know D'Amico's rolling in here, thinking we're going to get one of the best games of Lamar Jackson. And when you yep. see that, he's won the MVP, or is going to be the MVP for the second time for good reason. 
I, I, I get really, really concerned even more. And he looks it. He looks and sounds like he's ready to, to kind of shut the noise of the one and three. The one and three. That is all he is hearing, the one and three, the one and three. So I, I, I've grown even more concerned with this team uh, and their chance to actually win the game. I don't think they're going to get embarrassed, but to win the game, uh, I, I've moved up to an eight. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Where are you at uh, at this point now? Uh, I'm still uh, I'm still at a three point one four. Someone texted. <laughs> I, I think people are just embracing Tyler at this point. Um, uh, someone texted in Lamar. I, I love for you to touch this, uh, Clint. Lamar has the same passing numbers as he did in his uh, second year. Even if that is the case, I don't even know if that is the case. It, it, if you watch Lamar, he's, I mean, it's not even the same. He's not, it, it, he's not the same player, and they've got uh, a, a pretty different cast around him yeah, as well. It, it's, I, I struggle with it because here's the deal is, is I ask myself, you're right, he's not the same player. He's a different player. That's what, yeah. But, but the, the, the truth of the matter is, is, is Lamar Jackson in this system right now doing what they're doing? Is he better in this system than he was and more dominant in this system than he was in Mark Roman's offense the last MVP year? Um, you know, is, I know they're great, and I know they beat, they've beaten up on some really good teams, and they can be great, and odds are they, they will be great. If they bump up against a great defensive game plan, what does that look like? You know, because I believe D'Amico Rhines is, is going to to have a good plan. Um, you know, what does that look like? And and um, that's where I'm stuck with with Lamar. Yeah, I think he's a, a different player. I think this system in the long run is going to help him tremendously. Um, but I, I don't I don't think it's. I, I'm not sold that this is a better version of the Baltimore Ravens than what we saw when they, they were, were when, when they, they were full run go. Yes, indeed. I don't know um, because we'll see because that part he can always do. Like and, and and it's in the playbook. They call it if they need to. That part I think yeah. his improvement in reading defenses and how to as you would say distribute. Uh, to yeah. those guys has has, has kind of taken his game to the next level. I just like for me, I don't think either one of the quarterbacks are going to choke right in this game. I don't I don't think this is going to be one where where a lot of people are always one and one and three. When you say Harden, you're saying a choker. Yeah, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to go out here and choke. Right. I I, I think if they win it, CJ and company is going to take it from them with them playing well. Which I'm not saying is an impossibility. It, it can happen. All right, coming up, we'll, uh, we'll get all the big news happening right now. The Ravens, they are going to be missing one of their stars. Uh, also, the Astros jumping in, making big news, and big news with Bobby Sloak. We'll give you the rest of that coming up here as soon as we be- get back here on this Football Friday Live right here on The Drive. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.